listening to the St. Mark Bemidji Sunday Edition podcast. This podcast features a replay of our Sunday sermon, or on occasion a sermon from another Wells sister church. If you enjoy what you've heard today, you might also enjoy our weekday devotions, what you will automatically get if you subscribe to this podcast. Additionally, you might consider sharing this content with a friend. Each and every podcast, including the weekday stuff, has a share link in its description, which can be found in the same podcast app that you're listening to, right now, even if you're on the computer. I've tried to make the link really obvious. Let me know if it isn't, or if you have any questions, or just want to say hi at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Share God's Word, because God wants us all to come to be with Him forever. Today's sermon is titled, He Saves, and is based on Luke chapter 2, verse 21. On the eighth day, When it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. That's a short one, isn't it? There's a lot to unpack, though, so let's join Pastor Zamzo for the sermon. In the name of our Savior Jesus, amen. One of our favorite uh, Christmas hymns, Christmas songs, if you will, has this line in it. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Whether you sang that in church or maybe you were opening presents and you had the classic Christmas classic radio station on, on the TV or on your Alexa or something. Have you ever stopped and thought about that one line? The hopes and fears of all the years. All of them. Every rotation around the sun since the beginning of time. Of every person that has ever been, has ever come and gone. And ever will be. The hopes and fears of all the years were met in that town in Bethlehem, in that manger, on that night. How could that possibly be? Well, in large part, it has to do with the name that that child received. As our very brief Gospel reading pointed out this morning, the name that the child was given was Mary. The name that was given to Mary to name the child by the angel Gabriel was Jesus. And it wasn't on a whim. Wasn't a family name. Wasn't something that just sounded cool or wasn't the trending baby name of that year. No. See, Jesus came to do and be everything that was written about him in the Old Testament, and that includes his name. He came to be and to do exactly what his name meant. Now, many of us might. Uh, find it cool to look into the etymology of our names and find out what our names mean. Um, That's maybe why you named your kids something, because you thought it sounded neat. But Christ Jesus came to be and to do and to fulfill everything that was written about Him. 
And his name means he saves. He saves. Simple as that, two words in English, one word in Hebrew. He saves. So as St. Paul reminds us in the book of Galatians, when the time set had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. When the time set had fully come, and not on a whim, not, eh, I think you should probably go down there now. And what are we going to call you? Fred? Hank? Bill? Eh, that doesn't really have a good ring to it. No, this is a plan from eternity. This is the plan from eternity from the time that Adam and Eve fell into sin in the garden when God promised Adam and Eve a Savior in that year. When they first, when Adam and Eve first experienced a whole new range of emotions. After they fell into sin, suddenly they knew what guilt was. Suddenly they knew what fear was. Suddenly they knew what shame was. But they also experienced something else for the very first time. Hope. They experienced hope for the first time. Because they were promised a Savior. Someone that would come to save them. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. The Lord said to the serpent, He's going to crush your head and you will strike His heel. This is what our Savior was going to do. This is what was planned before time was. To save. And when the time had fully come, when those years had all come to, to, to uh, fulfillment and fruition, when God had, from the time uh, in eternity had set, Christ came into the world. And as our 5th and 6th grade uh, history class and our catechism students uh, recently learned, um, studying the years, the history around the years around which Jesus came into the world is quite an interesting little endeavor. The world was upside down. The first guy who could be possibly called the, the first Roman emperor, Julius Caesar, had been murdered by his own senate. After that, there was erupted uh, amongst the Roman Empire what could only be described as a, as a civil war. As various factions went head-to-head -head with each other. The various legionnaires went head-to-head -head with one another. And they battled on the land and on the sea. Trying to figure out uh, who is going to be in control. And even the secular historians will acknowledge that during those days, the whole world, the whole civilized world was sitting back wondering, who's going to set this right? Is it going to be a politician? Is it going to be uh, Caesar's nephew, Octavian, who we know as Caesar Augustus when he issued that decree? Is it going to be some other politician? Is it going to be some other general or leader? Who is it going to be? Who's going to set the world right? Who's going to save us? And for the, if you're from the Jewish perspective, maybe you're watching the turmoil go on in the Roman Empire and you're wondering to yourself, maybe now is the time when somebody comes along and saves Israel. 
and throws off the Roman shackles and allows us to be a great nation once again like it was in the time of David and Solomon. Who's going to set things right? Who's going to bring peace and order and stability? Who's going to be the answer to the hopes and the fears that we have in these years? And enter into that mix this little child who's born in Bethlehem and eight days later brought to Jerusalem and he's circumcised and he's given the name Jesus. He saves. But who would know? would care it's not like they had social media i mean mary wasn't posting to instagram i named my son jesus they didn't have tvs news outlets and it certainly wasn't the case that mary and joseph were going on some sort of ad campaign posting about their 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 posting around and telling people about their son and telling them what his name was people knew the names of kings and politicians and emperors but it would seem like nobody would ever really find out what the name of this little child was or that nobody would seem to care or notice or put stock in the idea that this child could possibly be the one to answer all the hopes and the fears of all these years. And maybe we still think the same way as sinful people. Many of us have an easy enough time remembering the names or touting the names or waving the flag of politicians who, who, who promise to set things right. Many of us have an easy enough time thinking that money or possessions will be enough to be the answer to our fears. Maybe many of us believe that it's our own mind over matter that will be enough to overcome problems in life. When we reach for the things in this life and the things of this world, we maybe set our New Year's resolutions and make our plans and plot our course. And while planning and saving or having fun, they're not bad things in and of themselves. More often than not, we put our trust in them alone. And it's like what happens when your New Year's resolutions fail. See, as sinful people, we often have this tendency to believe that there's this gray area in our life in this realm of things in which God doesn't really care about. Our faith ends up being put uh, like a box on a shelf. Like, oh, I'll take that down when I need it. We've got our own solutions to 101 other problems. I can rely on this, that, and the other thing, my own my own intelligence, my own money, my own abilities. I can, I can do this on my own. I don't really know how Jesus could possibly help me with any of that. And we too, as Christians, put little stock in the name of our Lord. He saves. See, when things aren't right, when our New Year's resolutions fail, which maybe you've made some and they've been broken already. When our New Year's resolutions fail, whether uh, 2022 was your year or not, I saw it the other day. Um, somebody posted it online. Before we get into 2023, can I read the terms and conditions? It doesn't work that way. We don't know what lies ahead of us. 
We don't know what's coming in the next year. We don't know what's going to happen. There's, it's a, it'll be another year full of hopes and fears. We know that much for sure. But all those hopes and fears, especially the fears, whether it be trial or temptation or difficulty or struggle, it all serves one purpose. There is no gray area. There is no realm of things in our lives that God doesn't care about. He watches over all of it. In all of those things, all of our struggles, even those things that seem insignificant, they all serve one purpose, and it's to draw our eyes back on the name of our Savior, Jesus. And I said it, I'll say it again. His name means He saves. He saves from all trials, all temptations, all struggles. He saves from our greatest enemy, death. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that if you have some uh, strong enough faith that shines like a diamond, will you be free from, from, from trial and struggle and your life will be easy. Nowhere in the Bible does it talk about how things are going to go smoothly for Christians. No, rather quite the opposite. It says that we live in a world of sin and trouble and trial and heartache and ultimately death. But that doesn't mean that God is uh, some ogre in the sky waving his club at us and wants us to be miserable all the days of our life. It's why He gave you the name. He gave you the name of His Son, Jesus. When all the things in this world fail and fade, remember, He saves. And that's the name that's on you. That's the name that was put on you at your baptism. He saves. He has promised that everything in your life, no matter how big or how small or seemingly insignificant, happens for your eternal good. Even maybe when we don't understand the how or the where or the why in the moment. Even when it's a year that's surrounded with hopes and fears in a big mix. Think of the years of Jesus' life. How they were fraught with difficulty. And yet He had no delusions about it going into it. Rather, He charged headlong into it out of love for us. Why? To save us. God has given us the promise that the blood of Jesus from the very first drop spilled at His circumcision to the torrent of blood that spilled out of Him when He hung on the cross was shed for you. That you and I might be forgiven. That in His trial, in His betrayal, in His suffering, we might find peace with God. That we might know and have a confident and unshakable hope that we are forgiven, that we are at peace with God, and that our home is in heaven and it is sure and it is secure. We need not have any hopes, misplaced hopes or fears about our eternal destiny. We have this promise from God. It's written in the name of your Savior. He saves Jesus. He saves and that can never be taken away from you. And this is the nature of our relationship with our God. He came to save us. And when we see that, when we see the name of our Lord and how it's been placed on us, when we see how He has saved us and the things that He has done to save us, it changes the nature of our relationship with the world around us. Christ Jesus saved you. That name and that word of truth 
comes to you and comes to me apart from anything that we've said or done or left undone. It comes apart from the law that says do this or die. It's a gift of God by His mercy because of His grace. I read it the other day that heaven is not something that's up at the end of a ladder that we need to climb up to. Heaven is yours right now. It's as sure and as certain as though it were sitting right in your pocket. You have it now. Eternal life is not something to be gotten later on. You have it now. You will never really die. We will never really die. Because He saves. Heaven is ours. And so we remember that our faith begins not with hopes and fears, but our faith begins at a manger side of Jesus. Our faith begins at hearing His name. That means He saves. And it works up from there. And it sees all the things that Christ has done to save us and to bring us heaven for sure. It certainly does not work down with misconceptions or false hopes or speculations about God and who He is or hopes or fears about our eternity. No, He saves. And this is the Word of God that comes to us. Apart from anything in this world, He saves. He saves from sin, from death, and the power of the devil. So what hopes and fears are going to come this year? I have no idea, and neither do you. But because Jesus saves you, there is no guilt, there is no pain or hopes to be dashed or fears to fear that can compare with the peace that comes from knowing that your sins are forgiven and knowing that you are at peace with God, knowing that however this all ends up, no matter what comes our way, your home is in heaven. My home is in heaven. Why? All hail the power of Jesus' name. He saves. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week, at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.